New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. All right, here we go. <laughs> Please subscribe to the channel. Please. Hey guys, YouTube's got an algorithm and it really, really help us out a lot. If you could like, comment and subscribe, this is how we can get more information out to more people and uh, share the message of Toronto real estate. In Thanks. that order, like, comment, subscribe and hit the damn bell. Yes, it is. There welcome, he is. Welcome. There Mr. you go, Daryl. PK in the house coming to Happy us Sunday. live from the shores of Chicago. <laughs> my shirt says Chicago and my background says somewhere else, but I'm up in Owen Sound. Look at you. Business yeah. in the party in the front, business in the back. What, what's going on over there? Um, sure. Whatever you say. Where are you? How um, up in Owen, Owen Sound? We're doing like a Sabo Beach, Tobermory, Bruce Peninsula this whole this whole weekend. Going all around day trips nice. up here. Yeah. Well, happy Fourth of July long weekend, Canada Day long weekend. J July. I think 1st. that's July first. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we? All right. Cool. That's okay. So what's uh what's new with you? I've been uh, getting lots of calls from different people. I've talked to a few people who who've been listening to the show and. It uh, seems like there's lots of people out there appreciating everything we're doing. So I appreciate you guys too. And if you're listening, uh, you know, great time to like, comment, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. We, we reply to all the comments and answer any of your questions. I feel like there's been questions asked that we haven't really gotten to. I feel the same way. Yeah, we kind of answer them in the comments and then we don't really talk to them. Like the last one, there was somebody who was talking about uh, more of a Canadian market approach right not just the toronto market um i don't know anything about most places I mean, and and i feel lately that i don't know even much about you know toronto so branching out at the moment seems quite foolish and considering how yeah. big we are already in toronto i mean yeah we a lot of the stuff that we talk about has to do with the canadian real estate uh, markets as well um, and I think that a lot of the same things that we're dealing with here are also going on in other markets across Canada. Uh, but maybe when the markets start to diverge and things start to go different directions, we'll uh, we'll follow some of those other markets and try to keep people as updated as we can on uh, those areas as well. It's interesting but because Toronto does uh, does behave quite differently than the rest of the country, and and yeah. this is why we we specialize in this city because. Well, one, we're just super special. But two, I mean, it's so hard to even know like a neighborhood within a city, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they tell, I, I believe, and maybe they don't anymore, but the, real estate 101 used to be to like mine a specific area, was it not? Farm it. Farm it. Farm it. Farm it. Yep. Mine it. Yep. Farm it. You're the, you're the farmer, the local, the local agent. And you know what? I, I, I always, always, always believe that, right? Just because there was so much um information that you needed to have you know in every single neighborhood right you needed to know where the schools are you needed to know what houses were selling for you needed to know which streets were good which streets were bad there are so many different things also um if you were getting your real estate license and they told you daryl you are going to be the next big thing all right you are going to be a you know top producing agent right a top producer all you got to do is send out flyers to 3 million different homes every single month, what would you say? Well, I come from a, a different perspective, but I imagine most people would say, whoa, how much is that going to cost? That sounds expensive. <laughs> so they say, hey, why don't you start with two or three streets, Daryl, and send flyers to just those streets every month and then build your way up? 
because if I've ever met any farming agent, they're all the exact same. They all start with a small geographical area and they increase and they increase and they increase until they can continue to increase. So is it really about farming and specializing in an area or is it just agents don't want to, uh, agents only have a certain amount of budget to work with in order to be able to specialize in a certain area? It seems that it might be a combination. Okay. But I would imagine that most people are just afraid to spend that money, not knowing the wonders of marketing and advertising. Yes. So again, it's, it's hard to get it, like to spend money to make money, especially when you don't have any money. It's a really, especially when you don't have any money, you haven't, you've, you haven't seen the system proven itself yet. Right. You're like, mm, this guy, I'm just meeting this guy. He's, I paid for his coaching and now he's telling me to spend more money in areas so that I can get more money for myself. This is a scam. Does this, does this work? This is does a this scam. Work? Yeah. 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 But so. the, the reality is, is that if you look around at least the city of Toronto, because I'm not too familiar with other places, like there's some pretty big names that started out in just kind of one neighborhood and just went kaboom. I'll bet Frank Leo was probably one of them. Him along with every other top producing agent in North America. Yeah. So like the, the one coach uh, that we deal with in Massachusetts so he was in like some small town and then you hear him talking and he's like, he's in like four or five different States now. Right. So, yeah. you know, he started with like one area of Massachusetts and then now it's like all these different States and all these different things. So it's, it's always the same. It's, it's business. Uh, you want to grow, you want to have people. I think if you're going to deal with someone like, you know, bringing me to um, Midland, Ontario for me to sell you or cottage on Georgian Bay is probably not a good idea right? Because yeah. I'd have to use a GPS just to get to Midland, right? So I don't know the area that well. But sure. if you're talking about like, you know, Scarborough, Etobicoke, or North York downtown, like you're talking about the same markets, the same geographical areas, the same type of agent, the same, same type of services, and that there isn't, uh, there isn't a material difference, unfortunately. Although the local farming agents, they would want you to believe there is. Well, I got to think that technology has helped people kind of broaden their horizons with knowledge of an area, right? I mean, it's not that hard if you know what you're doing and you have the right tools to kind of, with a quick snapshot, get a really good idea of what's going on. Whereas yeah. before it was like, well, I don't know what it was like. I wasn't around, but I imagine it was yeah. much harder to know everything about a pocket of the city, right? Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a, a Wikipedia page on every neighborhood in the GTA, right? There wasn't HoodQ, which gave you all the demographics and schools and, and all that kind of stuff of every single neighborhood of the GTA, right? No, there wasn't as much information. Okay? None of this stuff. Like, I don't even think yeah. realtor.ca, like, even a, <laughs> you know, like there was not even, even a web browser. Yeah. How, how good is um, House Sigma? It's uh, better than realtor.ca, but it is yeah. limited um, and it could be much better. But I mean, sure, we're heading in the right direction, I think. Yeah, I they're, they, they're, they're by far like they, they knock it out of the park. Like, I mean, compared do, to, to, to the, the standard website, they knock it out of the park. Yeah, but compared well, we have something to what new. They, they should be, you have something new. Remember, I told you I said Treb's coming up with um, uh, a new. Uh, uh, MLS system. Okay. Did I send you the email or no? I don't think so. Do you think this is interesting? Um, yeah. I mean, right now I can't really talk about it. It's or I'd have to kill you if I told you. Ooh, okay. But, now um, it's just not interesting. Cause before what, I was like, I guess I was going to need like some form of upper. Yeah. So the, all I can tell you, um, and really <laughs> yeah. not because it's a secret, just because it's all I know. Because <laughs> it's, I think it's in beta stage right now. They're doing something that's, you know, not been uh, released to us officially yet. Uh, but basically, they've tried to take as much of the stuff from House Sigma, taken as much of the stuff from the old Stratus that was good, taken as much of the stuff from Matrix, which is what you know we switched to at the beginning of 2020, and actually have have made um, a new system that's going to be probably the best MLS interface in North America now. So I'm excited. I would 
put a wager on that. Okay. Because I've seen the results of Treb's like newest, greatest before. I'm yeah. pretty sure what you are currently on is a version of it, which they just did no. like a little while ago now. No, Matrix has been around for a long time. It was just Stratus and Matrix were like the two competitors for the last like, I don't know, 20 years or whatever. And they just opened up to Matrix. But Matrix has been around for a long time. It's an old system. So oh. this is totally new. This is something that they actually brought in people who know what they're talking about. That's good. Right before yeah. half of you get replaced by AI. Yeah, Anyways, robots. Realtor I robots. I think... Uh, I, I actually didn't respond to this comment, which is very odd. I don't know how I missed it. Uh, maybe it was You're because jerk. I was away. But Matthew M said, Ficken Daryl, I didn't hear one F-bomb. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, think, you were at the cottage, so maybe there was children around. Yeah, and if you listen not so closely, like you can hear a whole bunch of talking in the background. So I was in the middle of uh, a family discussion. But anyways, let's talk about the market because the market, I feel completely disconnected, but I know you, as always, will be completely connected and fill me in on what's going on out there. Do, should I be worried that my, the value of my house is dropping as we speak? <laughs> so, <laughs> so panic. Now, yeah, now the pressure, now I have to make something up that's good, right? Otherwise, you know, you're, you're not going to be happy with it, right? Oh no. Um, no, we've, we've definitely seen increases in, in number of showings and, and activity in certain areas. Um, but there's definitely a slowdown as, as far as number of, number of showings goes because people are open again. I mean, you've got all these things that are open. If you haven't seen your elderly parents, you're going to go talk to them. If you haven't gone and got a haircut, you're scheduling that. If you need to go and pick up that you know item from the hardware, hardware store because you didn't want to order it from curbside pickup, you're organizing that one day. So there's it's definitely bananas out there. Like I went to go grab something at Best Buy, which had a Costco beside it. And people were lined up for Costco. Like, I don't even know. Like, like it was a Beatles concert in there. It was like down the whole length of that entire building and around the corner. Mm -hmm. People want to go out and spend some dough and have some fun. Yeah. The good, the good news is, is you've got, um, you've got a limited amount of listings that's coming up, right? Like that's really the main thing that counts. I'm just going to log into my uh, broker Bay account because this will actually help out a lot. But when... Do uh, you want to share your screen? Uh, sure, I can do that, yeah. Ooh, so when um, when things start to change and obviously people are, are nervous about what's going to happen with the market and that's, that's a pretty logical um, concern to have. What's going on outside there? Um, we have, we have a, a significant amount of less buyers out there. Like for sure. There's definitely less, a lot less buyers. Less buyers. And so yes. uh, what about, but we, we have, have not seen the show. The sell, do we have sellers, less sellers haven't come on. The sellers no haven't sellers. to share my screen. No. Now. Okay. No uh -huh. sellers, no well, buyers. Share screen. Price decrease. No, no chance. No. Prices are still out of whack with reality. This screen share to you by. I've got no a new computer. One. I've got yeah. a new computer, so I have well, to like, you test give Zoom permission. I have to give. <laughs> <laughs> will not be able to record the contents of your screen until it is quit. Oh great! This this sounds like it's going to work perfectly. Hold on, let this me get ready work. to talk to myself for a few minutes. Well, oh, here we go. Can you see? Yeah. Look at this. What do we got here? Broker. All right. Bay. Okay. Broker we were Bay. talking about that the other day. All right. Yeah. Ooh, it's a Mac. Delicious. Look at you. All right. So here is the analytics, right? So this gives us showings. All right. So we have to look at, um, we've noticed like Ooh. things have been going in the right direction over the last couple of weeks. Showings month over month. What, is, what are we looking at right now? Are we waiting for it to load? Yeah. Okay. So here just gives you, so here we are, June 27th, 2021 is the last reading and you can see that showings are down, right? And showing volume. Okay. So this is showing volume, 10, 20, 30,000, all the way up to 40,000. Okay. It's like and it's now Christmas what, time. What this is based off of is this is based off of in Toronto. 
Okay. So this is in Toronto, every brokerage that has broker bay. So all the companies that subscribe to broker broker bay, I think it's about 30 to 40,000 agents are on broker bay. Okay. This is for so, what the showings number. And all of their listings are using broker bay. All those 30 to 40,000 agents are using broker bay and they're uploading, you know, for showings, confirming appointments, all that kind of stuff. So of course, broker bay gets to track how many appointments are coming out of all this. Right. So let's look at this. So showings, you can oh, see year over year. Who cares? year over year. So you can see right where we, where we were peaking in March. Right. So 38,000 showings. That's the showing volume. Okay, that's a huge amount of showings. So we dropped coming towards the end of March and we trudged along in May uh, at a much lower level. This was significant because in this March area, it was crazy, right? It was an absolutely insane. And so we started to feel the difference going from 40,000 down to 30,000. And you and I were doing our, our market updates at the beginning of May saying like, yeah, okay, it's slower, but it's still a fantastic seller's market. Because you can see, even compared to last year, 2020, you still had a, an amazing increase in showing volume, right? So here we are, we're going with all this great showing volume. And then June 20th to June 27th, we had a sharp decrease in showing volume. Look at that, though. It does. It looks like Christmas time. Yeah. So again, so you have this time where all of a sudden everyone's allowed to go back outside again and they're just like oh my gosh what do i need to be going to look at real estate for let's put my plans on hold and just kind of see what's going to happen all right so then we got to see well what are what are people doing so what is it that people are doing during that time so again are they making offers so again the peak in offers march 7th march 21st we're at that 2400 uh offer range okay that's a lot of offers to be getting in one day so uh, as we went along again in April, we started to see that offers were starting to decrease. And then we started to see prices, I mean, uh, offer numbers drop off again, right? So down to 1,300 offers registered in one day. So a significant amount of um, offers, less offers, right? Dropping offers, which is fine. That's, that's, that's okay. Because look at Whoa. new listings. So new so new listings, again, you know, we were having those issues in March and things were just starting to get up and people started to hear that the, the real estate crazy. market was booming. So we started listing more and everyone's like, go, go, go. It's a good time to sell your house. Come and then in. everyone's like, Don't wait a second. In. I got stuff to do. I got yeah. to go see my mom. I got shit I got, to buy. I got, I got to go to Home Hardware. Home so Depot's open. Yeah. So I this, need me some soil. So this, this drop in new listings came out. So it was like, you know, we don't have any more properties to show people. So yeah, there's less people out there big time, but it, there's also less properties to show because the main thing is that people care about is this, right? They want to know where's my average price, right? So as you can see, I wonder if I could change how this is, um, this is weekly. That didn't make a difference. It looks the same. <laughs> it's, it's a weird anomaly. Clear, clearly, clearly on January 24th, there was some crazy house amount of houses that sold. There was like a hundred million like dollars worth three, of inventory sold on really one day. Expensive, right? Yeah, really expensive ones. Anyways, so here we go. So you can see that um this is the average price. You can see in that little blue uh writing. Do you see that? So yeah. this this one says one million one hundred and ninety-eight thousand one hundred and ninety-four. Right. So you can see as the prices are going, a million one hundred and twenty-three. What up? 750. <laughs> so what? obviously just some of the higher end stuff hasn't been selling lately. But don't worry about the most recent one. That's just because of a long weekend. Let's look at this after the long weekend. But if you look at even from June 20th, which was before the long weekend, we were still seeing average prices trudge along, no issues whatsoever. Okay, hold on. What is the Sales to listing ratio. Sale to new listings ratio. The only number that matters. And again, this is not all of Treb. So this is not this. I usually only use this for showings and offers. Oh, okay. But I'm going. We're going into the average pricing. So, hold on. Are now, you leading up to something here? A dangerous part. No. Are we leading up to something? No. No. I'm just giving you the info at raw. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the, the market slowed down significantly over the last week. There's much less showings, but we, but we have a huge disparity uh, between the new number of listings that were coming out 
this past week than they were from a month ago. So there's no downward pressure on prices whatsoever. And if you talk to anybody, so I'll give you examples like in my, uh, I'm going to stop sharing this now. Uh, in my um, office, we have a like, you know, hey, wants and needs and all that kind of stuff. If people are interested in, um, you know, a certain type of property, if they have a client who's looking for a property or, or whatever it is, or they have a type of property that they're trying to sell. And there's a bunch of people sending messages right now, like saying, I have a buyer looking for $1.2 to $1.5 million in this part of Toronto and this part of York region and this part of Scarborough. And I, we can't find anything because there's still a ton of buyers out there looking and they cannot find properties. Yeah. Okay? That's, well, that's, that's the sign of the market, the seller's market continuing on from here. It's not, it's not something that's going to just not, change all of a sudden. No. And it's yeah. not going anywhere because nobody's doing anything about it except for writing stuff like uh, Toronto condo prices are soaring for one specific type of unit and value of GTA condos nearly double in four years. And, this itty bitty Toronto studio condo just sold for almost $560,000. And mm-hmm. what else do we got? Ba- baby boomers and millennials. The fight over real estate heats up. This one Uh-oh. I like. This is interesting. But this is, oh, look at that. Oh, I thought you were just going to float there for a while. <laughs> I thought you were going to try to levitate. Yeah. So, so baby boomers versus millennials, the, the battle for real estate heats up. So what, what this is talking about is that, you know, a bunch of baby boomers are going to be on the prowl for, for real estate. And generally, you know, they're not upsizing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to just create more competition for those those younger buyers, maybe not only first time home uh, home buyers, but like again, just more pressure on the market. And they, the only place where there's any inventory even kind of coming out is in condos. And it's freaking, it's a joke. Like there's not one thing anywhere pointing towards a market crashing other than some stupid ass articles by some people trying to grab headlines right now. Like I can't imagine. I mean, I feel like a broken record. Canada way overextended in housing, but that doesn't make a difference because that's the plan, right? Like they're just stating the obvious. So, uh-huh. so, so like everything in the last week has been about pressure on prices and get in because this thing is still crazy. And you're telling me it doesn't feel crazy because there's nothing to sell, right? Not because... Yes. Okay. Every it's like before on the way down before when the pandemic hit, we saw that kind of coming down in tandem and going back up in tandem, right? Like uh-huh. somehow for some reason, the listings and the demand for those listings just keeps kind of like like a boy in the water, right? Like the market's yeah. bringing the water down and everybody everything's kind of following it for a bit. But this yeah. is the calm before the tsunami. Hundred, like it, it, it's gonna get bananas. Bananas. It's it's, hap- it's happening in every market right now. It's happening in the stock markets. It's happening in the commodities. It's happening in the job market. It's happening with, um, you know, with our real estate, with uh, with imports and exports. Like everything just seems to be working in a whole entire. Um, random pattern that nobody really quite understands. And so whenever you hear all these like really, you know, high paid economists from different places, whether it be Benjamin Tal or David Rosenberg, or like one of these guys who's like out there that, you know, the, the news is interviewing because they're hoping he's got the answers and all that kind of stuff like that. It's always just like unprecedented, um, you know, not something that we're able to, to forecast temporary transitory like every every word they're using is just basically like like, look right now as long as this pandemic is going on as long as we've got things that are are influencing buyers and sellers to do different things you've got so many different uh, shortages from you know shipping right now shipping if you talk to anybody who's in importing and exporting to hear what they're paying for a container to come from china and all these other places unreal is that going to be forever? That shipping costs are going to be three times what they were six months ago? No, it's just right now it is because of obviously all the um, delays and everything else that has been caused from so many different areas, right, of, of uh, the world economy. So there's just so many temporary 
uh, interruptions that we have on all these markets. So no matter what you and I can sort of prophesize and no matter what anybody else is going to come up with their data and say, well, like, well, this is what's happened over the last, last 12 months. There's just so many things that are influencing people right now that um, are, are not going to be here forever. They're not. They're not. Yeah. It's true. There's a lot of them that won't be. And I think there's quite a few that will be. And even if it won't be here forever, I do feel like it'll be here long enough to cause some more trouble. Like you can't, you can't finish building a car right now. If you're a car manufacturer, unless you somehow still have, uh, I don't know, the, the chips or whatever that are missing, the silicone chips or whatever they're called. There's yeah. a shortage, right? Like cars are being stacked up in parking lots all over the world because they can't finish them. And everything else that that has some kind of a computer interface. We and, we just we just bought out a lease on a, on our car because it was five thousand dollars almost cheaper than what the car was worth. Right, and the, when does and that the happen? Used car market's gone bananas. Yeah. yeah, I sold my car too soon, and I bought my house at the wrong time. TK, I got all the timing all screwed <laughs> up here, man. I'm telling so, you, yeah, the, I feel great about the house. I'm just joking around. I think. I gonna go fucking bananas actually the other day I, I i had a dream one i had a dream that my wife was totally fine with the kitchen cabinets the way that they are yeah she should be they're great i double checked uh when i woke up and the the, the, the fact remains is she is not but yeah. for now I really i think if we brought our furniture into that house and kind of took down their drapes it would look way better than it does right now and that's 100%. all it really needs, right? Yeah. And, as long as you so, get the office in the front. Yeah. Well, I think it's happening. But but yeah. no, I like I think I could actually change the furniture in there and make some money right away. That's how how strongly I feel about this market because yeah. you know what? A really nice like I would not consider the house we bought like nicely finished at the moment. It's like it's 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 acceptable. They're older sure. a couple in there. So and yeah. it's older. Yeah, yeah, it was done like 20 years ago. But yeah. A nicely finished house in there especially right now like what else there's nothing else in there yeah there's nothing Throw else a coat anywhere. of gray on the walls and yeah and boom you'd be, you'd be <laughs> up up five percent yeah so god i can just imagine like five ten years from now it's it, there's nothing to worry about but this so, so i read something today they were talking about see we we always talk about how they're going to bring in like two three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand people in a year right and that sounds yeah. really really big like and crazy right and, yeah. and we've talked about even if they miss their targets it's still going to be crazy like a flood and a wave of of human beings right but somebody's today put it in like you know their their master plan is a three-year plan so when they say like 1.2 million people are going to join the country in the next three years. That's their target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's say they, they fall have annual short. targets though, but they have, they have annual targets. Yeah, but they're all like three, 400,000 a year. Yeah, 400. Yeah. Right. Well, so that equals 1.2. That's a gigantic yeah. amount of people. Right. Yeah. And, and how many, what's the population of Canada? Like 30, 38, 38 million of which. 14 or 15 or just in Ontario, yeah. right? So if we have, let's say we're off by 50% and we have 600,000 people and 40% of them are coming to Toronto, like Ontario, right? Mm -hmm. Of which another 50% are coming to Toronto. And, and that's why Toronto needs its own show dedicated to it because it's its own microcosm because those kind of numbers cannot not affect this market. We can't keep up when we don't have that kind of uh, 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 immigration, right? We I, I think we should have. I think we should have a change in some of the immigration policies. Tell me, tell me what you think. No mm. one's, no one's asking me, by the way. And I'm pro. I'm totally pro immigration. But if there were, if there is some sort of threshold where some people are not able to, um, you know, qualify right away, then offer them like a. Um, an arrangement where you say, instead of moving to Toronto, which we know you're going to go to, Mr. Jones, right? You end up going to like one of the parts of Northern Ontario or one of the provinces who, who's struggling in their labor market or 
an area that, you know, needs more people and they figure out ways around it. I'm having trouble getting past the immigrant's last name being Jones. Jones. Okay. Well, he changed his last name when he got here. I think so. Yeah. He wanted to okay. just be a little bit like. Now I can handle it. Okay. So yeah. where are we going with this? I don't know, but I'm just thinking like maybe Winnipeg needs more people. And instead of everyone going to Toronto, obviously there's going to be more high skilled people coming there. But if people are saying to themselves, I want to get in and I don't have the necessary qualifications for whatever region, whatever reason we say, well, look, you and your family is going to set up shop for five years in Winnipeg. And after your five years is done, feel free to go and move wherever you want. Signed. Oh, federal government. oh, so you're saying to direct them to where we want population growth. There's about, I think it's 66, 60, 70% of the population lives within a hundred kilometers of the U S border. Okay. Yeah. That's you know why? Cause it's way warmer. Sure. But that's a problem. Well, for housing, this is the Toronto real estate show, Daryl. It's a problem for housing. So in five years, maybe our housing issues will have more solutions and we'll be able to create more supply, which will help keep prices lower so that we don't have a rush of what we foresee as being close to 400,000 more people coming to uh, the GTA or at least the greater Toronto Hamilton area, the horseshoe. You know? that's, a huge, that's a huge number of people over the next three years. It's a huge number. We're, of we already looked at housing starts. Remember, we looked at housing starts for the first sure. quarter, and you know they're under thirty thousand houses. Well, hold on a sec. So, what's even crazier is let's say all of us, the entire audience of the Toronto Real Estate Show, voted you in, yeah. and and this happened, and you started diverting people away. Yeah, we would still have a gigantic amount of people coming to the GTA. Yes. Ridiculous amount of people still coming to the GTA. And you know what happens when you tell somebody they can't go where they want to go? What happens, TK? They find oh, a way. What would happen with you? They find a way. I, I wouldn't be in that And then job the next thing long. you know, we got the border issues in Ontario and we have to build a wall. And <laughs> you know what? I think we need to rethink that. We need to look. Think I'm not an immigration okay? expert, and I don't, I don't proclaim to be. I know nothing. I've, I never immigrated. I was born here. I don't know all the processes, so don't don't come to me for immigration advice. But um, to me, there are there are solutions. I think can, Canada as a whole needs those 1.2 million people. Okay, we have a lot of labor shortages. We have a lot of issues that are going to be coming up after the pandemic. That's going to be solved through immigration and. Uh, especially with economic growth, we, we need we need to have more people here. This 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 whole temporary wage um, subsidies that they have right now, I mean, the the 75 uh, percent uh, of wages, the CERB oh. and then the, the Canadian emergency wage subsidy right for the businesses. Right. Yeah. Those are all coming up in September. Well, right? how about people let them are, open and make some bloody money already. People are going. OK, but that's all coming through obviously and obviously Ontario is the big province for that people are going back to work and that all these jobs I'm looking I'm out there I'm seeing job posting I'm seeing companies where did I drive by the other day I drove by a plant of some sort in South Durham area it was either Pickering or Ajax and they had to get one of those signs that you those a-frame signs that you put up on the main street and put on there like hiring workers like this starting at this much because they can't find anybody there's one around the corner from where i live also yeah so they they don't have enough people working at these places that they need to advertise on the street just for anywhere. people to drive by anywhere so there's jobs it's just there's no incentive one of the things that i wanted to, to mention with you today this was a um this was something that had come out in um what is this probably at the beginning of the year so this is when they were looking at the um wage subsidy right and trying to figure out which uh, which businesses, right? So 33% of businesses were taking the wage subsidy, $83.5 billion. This was just up until April to October 2020. Okay, so a pretty big, pretty big number of businesses. And this was the craziest part, right? They talked a lot about this in the news. The, the type of businesses that took the subsidies, right? And how some of them were earning like record years and stuff like that, right? Which is nuts. 
Are we so are you sharing your screen or are we waiting? No, I'm not sharing. I'm just I'm trying to refill something up here. Sorry, Daryl. Oh. So uh what what are we waiting for right now? Um the businesses that I wanted to look at here. Are you gonna tell us what those businesses were or just like I got two the, I got two of the business. Only only publicly traded companies are, are gonna be the ones that have to um, disclose this, right? Right? Like if you're a private like company earnings? and you're and you're getting if, yeah, if you're getting um, sure. the wage subsidy, then you know if you're a private business, you don't have to disclose this, but the publicly traded ones have to. I don't know why I'm not finding it right now though. But anyways. The bottom line is, and this this was making headline news. Everyone was really upset about this because some of them were getting like these huge um, packages for their shareholders and stuff like that. And like all the sure. executives were earning all these oh, bonuses. Yeah. There was a ton that's of money happens, going out. That's what happens in times like this. Yeah. And some of, the, some of these businesses were earning millions, 10, 20. One of them was about almost $80 million that they were paid out in the wage subsidy. I was with a client the other day who was telling me, and they worked for a big company. And again, I can't remember it. So my memory's not as good today. Uh, they were talking about the company that they worked for. And they said, well, right now the government's paying our wages. And that was like, so even like the morale around the office is a little bit different because they obviously don't have to worry about the business side of things because the government's forking out 75%. Right. So it's a pretty um, propped up economy right now. Right. So once things do start to, um, Get back to get back on track, which will be after September, hopefully. I mean, there's still some of the hard hard hitted uh, sectors that have to still be supported. But in the fall, when things do start getting back to normal, and the, the places that are having record years who really haven't been affected or maybe are minimally affected, they'll start to have to pay their employees uh, on their own again, and they will, you know, start doing the right thing. And uh, a lot of the people who are sitting at home right now, collecting CERB or for whatever reason, deciding not to work they'll go and fill those jobs that uh, you and I are seeing being advertised everywhere. And then the unemployment rate will start to go down. So then everyone will say, yeah, it's a great idea for immigration to happen. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we need, we do need it. It's just right now it's not easy for people to say that when unemployment's so high. That was mm. the point of the story, Joe. Whoa. That was a long road to get there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Okay. So hold on a sec. So um, we talked about it last show and i i saw something that that was pretty interesting so we talked about how uh big developer core developments raised a billion dollars and is going to start buying residential houses and uh you know they have money and they can pay more because they have a long-term outlook and and so i was watching a video or i read something somewhere where it was talking about how Oh, it was Kondo Wong. Kondo Wong, who just won't come on the Shout show. Out. Shout out. Shout out. To Kondo, Kondo Wong's coming on the yeah. show, Dale. We love you. Please yep. come Announce on the it. show. We're announcing right. it now. Kondo Wong's coming on the show. One day we will have you on the show. But Kondo Wong was talking like uh, about how some developers in the States have been doing it. And now Core is the first one doing it here. And why yep. it actually, from a business standpoint, forget about the fact that, you know, they might be screwing up the market, which Honda Wong says they're like 0.1% of the market, like the amount of sales that go through the market. So really it's not a big deal. So everybody calm down. But what it is, is a very interesting business pivot, right? Why would you... Why would you buy a plot of land that you are unsure what you will get on that piece of land, spend years dealing with the city to rezone it and hundreds upon hundreds, if not millions of dollars to get the thing zoned and permitted, and then years fighting with trades and buying materials that are stuck in containers in the Suez Canal and like, you know, God, you know, God knows what on a job site, right? especially a big one um why, why not just buy houses that are already built and hang on to them or flip them i mean mm -hmm. you're a business you're in construction right you've got all this money you've got all this like wh why would you go through all of that when you could just buy houses for more than the competition and win mm -hmm. like Right? It's a and business so, strategy that they've obviously thought out. Yeah, well, guess what? 
a good business strategy doesn't end up in just one company's hands, right? A bunch of other people are going to go, oh, that's actually a pretty good idea. Now I'm going to go raise a billion dollars to buy some houses, right? Mm -hmm. And then some guy from Iran is going to go, oh, I can get tons of money to do this. And then a guy from China and then a guy from Korea and on and on and on. While all the guys in Toronto have decided, what the hell am I doing this for? This is crazy. Let the young guys do it. This is the stupid man's game, right? Boom. I don't think I got him. And, 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 and so what happens to prices then when the guys who were bringing on all the supply go, this environment's ridiculous to bring on new supply. I'm going to start eating up the old supply and making money off of that. Well, mm -hmm. right. Killing the yep. man, like boosting supply while immigration is running hot. Right. Cause they're doing it as a play because everybody sees rents coming back. Everybody that had half a brain knew rents were only suppressed momentarily. That, that was transitory. Okay. Toronto's rent suppression was the, one of the things that is definitely transitory. Temporary. Bouncing mm -hmm. back like crazy. Right. Yeah. Listen, you think food prices are ever going down again? Zero chance. Food's not going down. Gas isn't going down. Gas went down. It's on the way back up, right? Housing going up. Now they're starting to count housing and debt in the numbers for the Bank of Canada. That's all big news. I don't even know what that means. But like, it, it's going to be bananas. Bananas. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't kill this with a pandemic. You can't kill this with 9-11. You can't kill this with the Great Depression or recession. You can't kill it. Yeah, mm -hmm. right? Like, we're trying to kill this thing, or outside forces trying to kill it, and guess what? We have 124 cranes in the sky now. Right? Have you Have you in the last week, okay? Because I don't want to keep surveying just the two of us, because I know that that's, you know, unfair, and the numbers keep coming out uh, the same. Have you met anybody in the last week who's told you that they are going to make a conscious choice to be homeless instead of living with a roof over their head? Ooh, you know, this survey, I, I, I have to think about it every time you ask me. Yeah, just in case. Maybe someone walked by you and said, hey, Daryl, you know what? I'm thinking about going homeless this week. Well, you know, there was this guy yesterday as we were driving on Oakwood. We were driving north on Oakwood onto Eglinton. And this guy just thought it was the best idea in the world to stand in the middle of the street with his hand out at the light. And I'm pretty sure he was saying to me, hey, Daryl, you're finally going to get the answer for the survey that, yes, I want to be homeless. But he was working hard maybe not to be, right? So it sounds like he's hoping to get a, a roof over his head. And, and this is, you know, I'm making a joke was, out of a serious issue. but He was saving the, it, I think. It wasn't yeah. for anything else. Okay. But you get my point here, okay? So yeah. housing is necessary for everybody. Commercial businesses, you know what? Some businesses sometimes have to be, you know, reshuffled and, and things, you know, go up and down as the economy changes. People need a, a place to run their business. Also, businesses shift. Look at Amazon. I saw the Ajax Amazon Fulfillment Center the other day, and it looks exactly like something Amazon would build. It's like 10 or 12, 12 or more football fields on a corner in a not too far off residential neighborhood in North Ajax. It's crazy. It is so mind boggling. Think about all the businesses that Amazon is putting out of business because of them opening up their shop. Think mm. about all the people who right now are closed. Maybe they're just getting open, but are you going to stop ordering from Amazon, Daryl Frankfurt? No. Nope. Me neither, because it's convenient. They got me hook, line, and sinker. Now, now it's, it's, it's easy for me to just say, you know, I got my little ring telling me when the package comes, I'm away this weekend, something was dropped off, uh, you know, while I was away, texted my neighbor, go and grab my package, she grabbed it, everything's good. I got a system in place. I don't yeah. need to go out and shop as much as I used to anymore. Wow. So think about all the businesses that will change. So the commercial real estate sector, that's going to be in a huge it's in transition a over huge the next transition. 10 years. It's going to take a long time to figure out what we're going to do there. But oh residential everybody needs a place to live. And as we get more people coming, we need places to live. And no matter what people say about the housing market and how it's overvalued and, uh, you know, there's nobody who's going to be able to pay these prices and everything like that. Investors will find a way 
they will convert every single single family home into a two or three unit property until they can get the cash flow they need to pay those bills. People are looking now, there's financing guys who are coming to me with propositions for Airbnb financing. So they're saying, look, if you've got an Airbnb, you want to, because most banks don't use Airbnb rental. So they'll say you have an Airbnb that's already operating and you buy it, or you're an operator yourself and can prove your system's working. They'll finance based off the Air, Airbnb value. So now guys can go around getting mortgages on Airbnb rental income, right? So you have all these different... Um, Really? People are willing to lend based on Airbnb income? It's a small niche lending solution, right? It's not, it's not the big lenders, right? So it's just one of those things that people are, are looking at now. So it's right. like, how do, I, how do I get housing? Because as an investor, you need to have uh, confidence that people are going to be paying you that money every single month. And the likelihood of them paying you the money is high. It's very high. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like in my business, I get an inside track on what things are, what, what's coming out, where, and for how much. And uh, like everything is launching at 900 plus, like 900 is the new 650. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous if it's not launching at a thousand because, and not, not because developers are greedy. Like you can't make a profit unless you launch at a thousand dollars. Now you can't, you don't even know what your yeah. costs are going to be. You have no idea. You can't even get like a toilet. Did you hear about the governor of California saying he's going to pay back hundreds of millions of dollars of back rent? I did not. Did you read that, that or no? No, I read that he so was ba- his, like, uh, his, uh, uh, What's it called when they run for governor? Yeah. Campaign. campaign. Something, yeah. No, so he's going to pay people all the, like the businesses, everything that they're owed from tenants. Yep. And to cover 100% of the back rate, back rent owed by many low income residents whose finances were hurt by the COVID 19 pandemic. So pay at least 25%. The state protections for tenants who pay at least 25% of their rent are set to expire Wednesday. So if you're paying at least 25, you couldn't get evicted. But now the new agreement um, with the leaders of the state and the assembly, uh, three-month extension, and that it'll give them more time to distribute hundreds of millions of dollars in rental assistance that has gone unclaimed since it was offered since March. Unclaimed? uh, What? Why? Well, basically, because people are like, I don't want to do the paperwork if I can't be evicted. They're like, well, if I'm not going to be evicted anyways, why am I going to fill out all this paperwork to get the rental assistance? Because I'm not I'm not getting evicted. So now they're saying, OK, well, we're going to release the moratorium and that we're going to say to you, you have to start paying your rent. But we're actually going to be paying some of the back rent in the uh, into the landlord's pockets. Wow. Wow. Right? That's like money from heaven dropping on those guys. Yeah, well, it's hundreds of millions of dollars that they're going to be spending on some other program that's going to be wasted anyways. So I'm not saying that's going to happen in Ontario. Um, They've obviously been doing everything they can on the commercial side, which I think they've done a fantastic job to help these. For me, it's the gyms, right? I think they've done a fantastic job to help these gyms keep their head above water until September. And I'm really happy that that's uh, been happening. Um, But on the residential side, you know, on the residential side, you know, if you weren't paying your rent, I mean, it, it, you should have been getting served. You should have had some sort of other wage subsidy. Like they were really doing everything they can, not on the tenant side. They were doing it on the um, business side, right? On the income side, trying to keep people from going into arrears on their rents and stuff like that. And there's tons of people with special circumstances who have not been able to pay their rent. And I feel for those people. And there is a segment of the population who is just not paying their rent because they can get away with it and they know that they can't get evicted and that their plan right now is just to wait it out, get evicted, and then go and find another rental afterwards and they'll start paying their rent again from there. And those landlords, mostly small-time landlords, will take a loss. Because I've talked to some bigger guys, the bigger property management guys that I, that, I, that I would come in contact with. They're not behind. A lot of the apartment buildings are doing okay. That's what I heard too. Yeah. They're not, they're not stuck with a bunch of eviction orders and all these people not paying their rent. They're, they're, the people are paying. Because most people don't know the rules, right? You know the rules. I know the rules. We could 
take advantage of them if we wanted to, but most people mm -hmm. would be afraid to be evicted. They don't know what their rights are, you know? Yeah. Especially a big corporation that owns your building. It's like 250 units or like, do I really want to owe money to these guys? But then there's other people that make a career of being evicted and bouncing around and not paying rent ever. Yeah. They're like this right. Daryl Frankfort guy. Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to, what is he going to do? He's going to chase me. He's going to take me to the landlord tenant board and I'll have a hearing in a year. He's yeah. not getting his rent. There are some TikTok videos of people like shouting at their landlord, like, this is my house. Yeah. Get off my, this is my house. Get off my property. Get off my like, property. Oh my God. What a nightmare. I saw that. Yeah. I saw what that. I, didn't, didn't, didn't somebody end up in a trunk? Wasn't that in that, uh, in that Netflix documentary where the guy grew up on your street. What was that? Oh, the, you're the, thinking the, about the, the cat psycho murder, the don't, cat don't, thing. Don't, don't uh, F with cats, cats or whatever. Yeah. Don't Wasn't that from there? And then the guy uh, ended up in the trunk. Yeah. No, no, I don't remember that part of that. No, I'm uh, talking about like recent, recent uh, tenant videos who just weren't paying, uh, weren't paying their bills. Yeah, listen, if you know your rights and you're a tenant, you can you can cause some havoc for some people. You, yeah, you always have been. You always have been. But in Ontario. Know, if you know your rights, you can go live in a mansion for as long as you can like if you if you can get the lease and you can get them to sign it somehow, yeah. you can stay there and now probably for like a year. Yeah, I, I, that's what it is. It's about a year. Right? To you get a hearing somewhere. for an N twelve or you know, if you're, if you've served notice because, you know, you want to move in for your own personal use or you're trying to evict because they owe money on an N4, so they haven't paid their rent. Um, if you are filing because they're constantly late, like an N8, like things like that, you're, you're looking at close to a year, can nine you to 12 get months. Somebody, can you get somebody out of an Airbnb technically? As long as it's being paid through the Airbnb. Yes. The second you take cash, you are no longer protected under the short-term rental, right? So as soon as you circumvent the Airbnb system, it's no longer protecting you. And that's something that people have made that mistake. So I, that was like a case study where the lady said, oh, sure, like you want to stay an extra month? No problem. And why should we pay Airbnb? Just pay me all the cash. I won't have to pay Airbnb the 20% or 30% or whatever it is. So of course, that tenant was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. I want you to, you know, have a little bit of extra money at the end of the month. Wow. And so, they decided okay. to stay. They became so, a tenant. So you could do that. You could go rent a beautiful cottage on the lake. Say to the person, you know, pay for a month, pay for a week even. And say, They're hey, a super you know host. What? They know this trick. I want to stay for an extra week. Yeah. People are stupid. A lot of people Ash. are stupid and greedy. Ash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people are greedy and people are crazy and people will try anything, especially now. If you've been yeah. hurting over the last little bit, like some man's got to do what a man's got to do. Right? The scams are coming out. Yeah, the Scams yeah. are coming out. So hold on. Do we think that there's some level of um, danger ahead? Like are people, are we, are we maybe going to see that cliff? Maybe it's not a mortgage. In the, in the, sta in the States, there's a huge eviction um, moratorium that's being lifted um, in July. That's so there's two a moratoriums in one episode, TK. You've reached yeah. your limit. Okay. No more. You can't say um, that word. No enough. more big words. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I got to go back to $2 words here. Um, right. so that, that's something that a lot of people are talking about this week. So they've all been saying like how, you know, there's just going to be a mass, um, mass eviction event, you know, in the States and stuff like that too. But, you know, we just aren't seeing that right now. I think the only thing that I can possibly come up with is, um, the stress test happened. Obviously it did impact everybody and their mortgages. There were a lot of pre-approvals where the banks were honoring the old stress test prior to June uh, 1st. And uh, we just haven't really seen the full impact of that yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one area. Um, and then the businesses that were shut down or that are being propped up, I should say that, that were shut down because of the um, lockdowns in September, when they reopen, are they all going to be having the type of business that they think they should have? Cause right now, if you're getting like up to 90%, I think there's an up to 90% commercial assistance right now. Um, if you're, getting taken off that completely 
And now you have to start your business, depending on the type of business you have, it could take you six months to get your customers ramped up again, right? And if you don't have the business that you had before, for whatever reason, whatever industry it is, uh, you know, you may not survive. So that's another uh, fear that we have coming in the fall. Well, I think you're foolish if you go into reopening or opening something new, thinking that things will be the same as they were before. I mean, anything takes time to ramp up, whether it's new or it was in existence before. Although from what I've seen, I mean, I've been out a couple of times on patios. These things are hopping. People just want to be out. They don't give a shit anymore. People are walking around, no mask, with mask, mask that they're under their nose, over their nose, under their mouth. Like the the gloves are off right now, it seems. And you know what? Yeah. Like I have this website that I've been tracking this 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 pandemic for a year and a half now, and Canada didn't even come up on the list. Like it's so far down in the amount of cases. It's like, it, I mean, things, you can't help but feel a little bit more secure. Things are changing, and we have we have two hundred and thirty billion dollars in savings right now to deploy into the economy. That's what people. How are sitting do they on. know that? The banks, the banks all talk, right? They all, they all look at how much money's in there. So this is from Benjamin Tal, $230 billion in savings. $230 billion in savings with people that, is it people that aren't normally savers? Yeah, big time. Or is it just really wealthy people just added a whole bunch into their savings? (laughs) One guy got an extra 200 billion. Right? Like Jeff Bezos just pumped up those numbers. (laughs) His bank account. No, these are Canadians. So $230 billion of savings. That's everybody. That's everybody from the bottom to the top. Right? The guy who saved five grand this year who never had. I remember talking to people just over the last year who said, I've paid off my credit card. I've had my credit cards for 10 years and I never could pay them off. And now they've got themselves out of debt. I've heard people say that, you know, they've got more money than ever. I've heard people say that they've been able to do things that, you know, they never thought they could do before. Um, And that's scary in in, in itself. You know, it's, it's a little nerve wracking to say, well, why, why is everybody doing so well right now? And how long is that going to last? Right. So I'm, I'm with you. There's always some skepticism. Well, there's savings and I don't think what's factored into savings. I mean, it can't possibly be. On top of savings, a whole country of owners just made a whole shit ton of money in the last couple of years on paper, right? So they're feeling a little loosey-goosey, you know? They're like, hey, fuck, I just made like half a million dollars. Hey, hey, Betty, can you believe it? Like, this thing just went up more than we ever could have imagined in two years. Forget about our whole lives. Like, let's go to calgary let let's sell this place and rent it to the new guys and then stop paying them rent live here for a year and move to calgary with savings maybe that's why people have so much savings they just scooped all their rent (laughs) go fuck yourself they stop paying the rent yeah Yeah, for you to be a baby boomer right now and not have like huge connections in the in the gta or ontario whatever it is and not thinking about selling and moving to another province i mean now's the time to do it right Now's the time to do it. Take your propped up house price, sell that sucker, let a new family come in and, and, and do what they need to do with it. Like the one that you bought and, and what a lot of people are selling in the Toronto area and move into the retirement home now. Like do it, go to the condo, go to the East coast, go, go to TK. We'll put you in a sooner. Wherever. Whether no, you home. like the it, retirement or... home, the, the place oh, that you want to live where you're downsizing to. Oh, I see. Oh, your retirement house. Yeah, the place that you want to be, that you're going to relax near the beach, see, near the water, near the ocean, near the casino. I don't care what you do. Water. Okay. Get you you got to be. You got to be in the top half a percent to own something on the water. Forget the yeah. water, unless you're like, going to be waiting a for? French somewhere and say, "I live on the water." Yeah, it's crazy. Take everything, the money and run. Everything is crazy. It is yeah. just amazing. So hold on a sec before we go. Okay, this is the end of the show end of the show we we were uh in a conversation with a gentleman in the comments that was quite interesting last week okay. i don't know if you remember um, I do. the gentleman encouraged i think us but me to join a facebook group 
called like the Toronto housing market bubble. And wow. Like if talk about misinformation and like just negative Nancy's all over the place, like (laughs) man, now it is confirmed that this viewer came from the Mike in the night show or Mike Martin's channel. He was a cross breed audience member from that telecast. But this, 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 this group of people are, man, they don't like what's going on in the real estate in Toronto, but yeah. Well, let's not give them any more attention than, than, than they've already oh, got. Cause I love so. it. Listen, we've said it many times on this show. If you say something long enough, eventually you're going to be right. Right. But there's been people my entire life calling for a crash in Toronto. And I'm pretty sure that this Facebook group was started many, many, many years ago. And they've been calling for the crash even before they started this group. Right. And so TK, once again, I'm going to ask you to end the show. Tell me what will it take to derail the Toronto real estate market interest rates again with the goddamn interest rates that's it if interest rates remain if they go up half a point three percent everything's going to be okay interest rates go up to five six seven percent we're 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 not going to be able to we're not going to be able to handle these prices at five six seven percent we won't be able to handle these prices at five, six, seven percent. So, what now, happens? They haven't been five, six, seven percent for a very long time. Yeah, since like I bought yeah. my first house, they weren't even that high. Yeah. So, which is like twenty. It may never. And there's there's lots of articles you can read online that will talk about why interest rates can never go back up to those numbers again. Um, but again, it doesn't mean that they. It's impossible. Um, but that's, that's the only thing that could kill it. Everything else would be a temporary, you know, like in 2007, you know, just a little, oh, maybe we got to go a little change of direction here. We've got a little bit of a slowdown. We've got, you know, some things that are factoring in towards, um, you know, a lack of growth or maybe a lack of confidence in the buyers and stuff like that. But unless you can take away the buying power of the, of the buyers and you take away what they can actually pay for, because people will continue to pay as much as possible to get the house of their dreams because everyone loves real estate in Canada and they are a hundred percent in, they are, they will put their entire income in. If the bank allows them to, they'll say, I'll pay a hundred percent of every dollar. We'll go into the house. That's fine. I'll eat cans of beans and go to the, the, the food uh, bank. That's what people would do. So but That's an exaggeration, happens, but it's true. But here, check out this scenario and yeah. maybe I'm crazy. Um, but let, let's just say they start hiking rates a quarter point every six months or a year and they start creeping up and we've got these corporations who've figured out that hey if i just buy up the housing stock i don't give a shit what i pay as long as i'm planning to hold this thing for 30 to 50 years uh, and more and more of those guys come on can they not handle the increased interest rates on their gigantic portfolio of single family detached houses and unfortunately and condo wong mentioned this there's no one single entity that's going to be able to you know prop up the 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 housing market it's that big it's that big right every day susan and, and jerry's out there need to be in in the market in order for the housing market to remain where it is can't just be investors can't just be immigrants can't just be uh, freeholds can't just be condos, can't just be baby boomers, can't just be millennials. It's got to be everybody in order for the housing market to remain. If you take everybody out, then you're only left with one or two. It's not strong. They're not strong enough on their own to uh, sustain it. Well, it's going to be interesting because baby boomers and millennials and Generation X and Generation Y and everybody all think very, very differently are all mm-hmm. using different financial instruments these days. And God knows what things are going to look like in the near and midterm future. But one thing is for certain, 
prices in Toronto will go up between today and tomorrow and maybe even the day after that. That I will guarantee. And with that, beautiful, Mr. TK. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Always nice to see Happy you, Sunday. my friend. Enjoy the beach of Chicago, sir. New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.